to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. It starts as a whisper. You have to strain to hear it. And then it grows louder and louder until it becomes a roar. It's everything you can do to just shut it out. And just like that, you suddenly realize it's your voice. The one you've been denying. Telling you who you are. What you have to do. And then you stop fighting. And this calm comes over you. Hereby tried, found guilty, and sentenced. You do look nice. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are here to execute you. No, we're going... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take it back. Take it back. We're not here to execute you. We're here to execute the number one Gotham podcast in the world, Legends of Gotham. And we're very excited to be here, too. Right, Anne-Marie? Yeah. We're back in our normal dark habitat. Uh, where oh, after that brief stint of the day, it was like recording in the daytime. It was like a, you know a bat a bat to sunlight. I was just like can't can't have Not it. A fan. Can't have it. But I, I, you know, even despite all of the technical problems we had watching the episode last night, oh, because uh, we, we used Sling TV to watch Fox, and it just wasn't working last night. But uh, we were trying to do it on multiple <laughs> devices, and they could never sync up. They could never both be just playing. It was just it was it, it was virtual bad. insanity uh, for sure. But we we made it. We wa- did our our twice through watch through, and we're here to talk about it with all you lovely people over at live.universebox.com, where we converge every uh, Tuesday night, eight thirty p.m. EST. Tonight we have a uh, King. Lone Wolf Pack, uh, Where is Where is Fish, and Win in the chat room. Glad to see all of you there. As Long always, gone. we love you. We love you. Uh, we love you. Big puffy heart. We love you as much as Ivy loves stealing. <laughs> um, nice. So, so I okay, uh, Emery. We did have a couple things we wanted to talk about business. right up front here. Some business, some business up top. Some business. Okay. So, tis the season, yo-ho-ho, jolly, jolly. Uh, We do a gift exchange every Christmas. So, please sign up for the Universe Box gift exchange. There's currently only eight people signed up. Two of them are in this room. Yeah, if you're not not, not familiar with how we do this, basically, you know, it's a gift exchange like any other. And what we do is we do a very special episode of our podcast, Universe Box. Um, uh, like a week or so before Christmas, once we get all yep. the gifts in and stuff, and we open all the gifts, we ask you to send, have, vid- yeah, send videos video. of yourselves opening the gifts, and we just have a great big fun time. So there is usually a nog of some sort involved. Yes, definitely. And uh, for for you chatters over there, I'll go ahead and post the link over in the chat room for people who aren't in the chat. Just go to legendsofgotham.com and look in the show notes for this episode, episode ninety. 90. Uh, we're ten episodes away from episode one hundred, ah! folks. There, that's going to be special too. Uh, so, so uh, definitely uh, keep an ear out for that. And also, if you go to Legends of Gotham or any of our, our other sites like UniverseBox.com, yes. I was about to say that link is actually to sign up. Yes, uh, uh, you can sign up for our email newsletter where we uh, kind of give you some behind the scenes sort of uh, some in, in depth thoughts from Bill and Anne Marie. Yeah, like uh, uh, this past month, I, I wrote an article about how we sort of uh, we how we, we do what we do. Yeah, how we review things fairly even if 
even if it's kind of crap entertainment, <laughs> you know, like I, not Gotham, Gotham, we Gotham. love Gotham, Gotham. But yeah, I, I think I used the example of Camp Candy, the old cartoon. I have no idea what that is. It's an old NBC Saturday morning cartoon uh, show. To give you a good example, and what did you write about, Anne Marie? I wrote about the Crown, and because I binge watched all ten episodes in like three days. Uh huh. Um, and it's a new show on Netflix starring uh, Matt Smith of Doctor Who fame, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. It was wonderful, and I went into way too many details about that again for you chatters that link is over there in the chat room and we'll have the link in the show notes Absolutely. at uh, legends of or you can just go to the website and it should pop right up yes oh speaking of over in the chat uh win says yikes i gotta sign up it's so much fun the gift exchange yes uh, yes win hop on that, that. win did it last year it was awesome and lone wolf pack 04 says my first time joining you guys i've been listening to the podcast yay Welcome, Lone Wolf. Yes, definitely glad to have you. Okay, so uh, enough dilly-dallying, enough fiddle-faddling. Amory, why don't you hit us up with our rhyming, riddling episode summary. Why do some friends grow up too fast? It's not surprising when the actors recast. (laughs) When the boss is corrupt, to whom does he answer? Jim Gordon's gunning for his commander. Who killed Isabella? Ed thinks he knows. Will Oswald kill Butch before he's exposed? Will Barnes be found wanting when faced with the scrutiner? Justice is served to the executioner. The executioner. Did I say scrutiner correctly? You did say scrutiner correctly. I wasn't correctly. really sure that Which was Which is somebody word. who counts votes. Uh, and That's it was, right. You told me that at like seven. And it's one of the few things I was able to find that rhymes with executioner. <laughs> uh, so, Amory, what did you think about the episode overall? Uh, it was a pretty good – you know, it had pockets. Mm-hmm. It had pockets of good and pockets of uh, I'm good here. Get a drink. Very true. <laughs> I liked it too. It did. It did feel mm-hmm. a little bit of a kind of kind of a breather episode between two major things. Yes. It, in some ways, it also felt like a uh, the second part of a two parter in in other ways. You know what I mean? Right. There there were things that felt very go 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 go, and then there were things that were like we're going to give you a minute. Yeah. <laughs> So. But it was pretty good overall, and uh, just a, a warning, I, I guess we have a clone in the chat room, Lone Wolf Paco 4 says, that not happens. sure how I'm in here twice, but we shall ignore the clone. We always ignore the clone. Yeah, always a good, always a good call. Or the bot. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so let's see, I, I guess I'll go ahead and get started with my first discussion point, which is Ivy's Poison. Uh, now, in my opinion, this episode felt way more about Ivy, or at least the important parts did, mm-hmm. than Barnes, even though Barnes was sort of the title character and everything now i loved uh maggie uh jiha's portrayal of ivy in this episode it's so nuanced at times she feels she really feels like a kid in a grown-up body i you know it was just a there was like that innocence but at the same time that kind of she had the mind of a child enough the mind of a child but the hormones of an adult kind of thing going on i i just think she's doing such a good job as still giving us claire foley Mm-hmm. She had like oh yeah the way she pronounces things or like it just very much feels like it's still Claire Foley just in a different body which is exactly what it should feel like yeah and when when you know in the scenes when she's dealing with the dealer and when she's having the conversation with uh, Selena and Bruce it's pretty obvious she understands uh, her the power of her. Uh, newfound assets uh, and the, the power it gives her over men but at the same time i don't think she understands that it's sexual no. i almost want to say she doesn't know what sex is uh, it feels very yeah. much like that because she's just like la, la, la. oh what are you gonna give me nothing i don't give anyone anything i'm like oh that can't last long 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely thought her arguments with Selena in in the the squat uh, mm-hmm. were pretty adorable too. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much the same dynamic that uh, Kat shared uh, with the previous actress with Claire Foley. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in the chat room, uh, Lone Wolf Paco Four says this was one of the more, more disjointed episodes we've had recently. Yeah. Did did get a filler vibe from it. Wynn says I agree uh, that the Ivy parts were the strongest parts of the episode, mm-hmm. and uh, Where's Fish also agrees and uh, says Maggie was very good in the episode. I, uh, you know, it, it, it was kind of a weird dividing line because the young Ivy was sort of weird and creepy where uh, the new Ivy is just weird just because of the juxtaposition. Well, no level of creepy because now she's brushed her hair and put on nor- clean clothes. Yes, yes. So, so there's that. help there. It, one of my favorite moments of that sort of juxtaposition between young mind, old body uh, mm-hmm. sort of thing, though, uh, was when she asked Bruce to give her $1,000 for the necklace. Like, that was likely worth way more than a thousand dollars millions and millions and millions yeah but to a kid especially a homeless one from a broken family like ivy that seemed like a lot of money uh it was very kind of doctor evil like one million dollars except it was one thousand one thousand dollars so i can how much should i ask him for <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was in like how she bargained up after she realized she had she under like, oh, oh, two thousand <laughs> uh, four, four five thousand five thousand ten and, and bruce was just like yeah fine five five Whatever. Yeah, I've got that. But uh, we also got a proto version of Ivy's poison in this episode. Uh, Now, we already knew she had a green thumb uh, from a previous episode, but she claimed she developed her new intoxicating perfume from a plant called Carnanga odorata. I, now, I, I went and looked this up, and Kananga odorata is an Indonesian tree that exudes, exudes a perfume called, I, I think it's Lang Lang. Ylang Ylang. Ylang Ylang. Um, but but uh, Ylang Ylang is used as an essential oil in aromatherapy as an aphrodisiac. Uh, it's also traditionally sprinkled on the beds of newlyweds for obvious reasons. I so you know so we kind of get a hint that this is going to become the the like the poison lipstick or something that mm-hmm. Ivy eventually has. But I, I wonder if she mixed it with the mushrooms she was cultivating last season to get that sort of like weird trippy effect on the dealer. I don't know, but that kind of le- leans into some of my points slash questions that I have about young, not so young Ivy. That's fair. We'll just check in with the chat room real quick. I'll okay. Lo- let's see. Uh, King Tut says, uh, this does not preclude them from casting another Ivy if they decide to do the whole consciousness transference deal. Uh, Lone Wolf Pack says, I like that the new actress took on the characteristics and mannerisms of the younger actor- actress. Mm-hmm. And uh, King Tut said, that was an expensive key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, definitely. Very expensive key. Okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about Ivy, too. Right. Okay, so I'm actually quite surprised that Ivy held out on Selena for so long. Like, we got that interaction of them at Sirens many moons ago at this point. It's mm-hmm. about, like, four weeks or so. Yeah. And she's like, no, not yet. It's too fun. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I can go with that because it was only like her second week. And but now it's just like, how does this even happen? Like she had no other friends. <laughs> Selena's all she had. Like, you're going to need some help through this. This is this is a rough transition you're going through. Like, I don't know. Where is she living? Where is she finding these dudes? Mm-hmm. Where did she learn to dress and act like that? Because she did not do that very well before. Well, I, I know in the, the first episode after her changeover, I know she at least took some wardrobe stuff from she, the guy. She, no, she took like a dress yeah. and she brushed her hair, which, I mean, 
there's only so much because she didn't take a bag with her. Mm-hmm. She didn't take an assortment of green clothing. Yeah. Um, like, so there's. Well, I mean, we definitely see in this episode that she's not afraid to put a hurting on people. So right, which, and, is, and she, which is a change. Yeah, but it's just she's going through all of these internal and external changes, and she's had like nobody to like bounce it off of. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she wouldn't have made silly mistakes if she'd have been talking to Selena from the beginning, being like, "Yeah, hey, so this happened. You knew what the guy was capable of. So like this doesn't." It's, it's not weird, but it's weird, mm-hmm. but it's not weird. Um, I don't know. I just kind of got the impression that she had just been mar- monkey barring between like wealthy guys and like taking a little bit here or there just to get by. You know? I, I think so. But I, but then where is she cultivating her plants and making her perfumes? Like, she true. has to have a steady location for mm-hmm. something like that. I can't imagine she's growing this weird thing I can't pronounce that makes you lang ylang. Um <laughs> Like in her purse, yeah. Um, it just it just seems very odd, and she just looks so well put together. Like, yeah, Selena looks well put together, but she always has a spot. Mm-hmm. She always has her her home, her base. Now it's been destroyed by the Court of Owls, but <laughs> you know, there's that. So it just I, I feel like she needs a home base, and she needs a little. She had to have had some help through this. Uh-huh. Part of me wants to say maybe she went back to Sirens because she always really liked Barbara. Mm-hmm. Like when they they were squatting in her penthouse, yeah. Right after Babs went crazy, um, and you know, playing dress up, and you know, she was really jealous of Selena at the time because Babs was dressing her up. Well, mm-hmm. now Ivy's the one that you definitely could easily and funly dress up. Yeah. So I I feel like maybe she went back there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, picked up a thing or two. But, you know, if nothing else, moving forward, uh, she's going to have Wayne Manor as kind of a base of operations, at least for, for at an least, episode. I was going to say, not maybe not for too long. Yeah, I don't think Alfred's going to be too happy with that situation at all. I, I can't imagine him being too happy about uh, Selena, who he already doesn't like, and... Uh, a, a grown-up, homeless little oh, girl yeah. living in Wayne oh, Manor. Oh, as soon as Alfred sees her, he's going to be like, <laughs> Master Bruce. Uh, over in the chat room, Lone Wolf Paco 4 says she sells keys to pay rent, obviously. And uh, King Tut chimes in with a Gotham Key Grinders Incorporated. Yeah. They, they must be right next to that uh, that criminal's Walmart place we saw in, uh, what was it, season one? I want to say The Grove, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, what, no. That, was The Grove the place where all the homeless kids lived? No, I believe The Grove is in L.A. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Well, some homeless kids might live there. They probably do. What do you have against uh, homeless kids in L.A., Anne Marie? I got nothing, man. I got nothing. <laughs> okay, I also wanted to talk a little bit tonight about the faith of Har- Harvey Bullock. I, I, I find find it interesting how reluctant Harvey is to accept that Barnes has turned, uh, even in the face of uh, – hold start one sec uh, – even in the face of solid evidence like the fingerprints at the scene mm-hmm. of Polly Penny's murder, a place where Barnes uh, never was in an official capacity. Never was. Uh, but Harvey's still dubious after all. Hold on one sec. We, we're getting a little bit of interference here. Uh, but, you know, Harvey's still dubious about uh, Barnes being guilty uh, right. after all that. I, 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 think, I think it comes down to the fact that he's conflicted. While he has a lot of faith in Jim, he has just as much faith in Barnes and his reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Barnes can be corrupted, then Harvey has to assume his buddy Jim can be as well. Well, he's already seen Jim be corrupted. He, he He's seen him be corrupted, but not to the level that Barnes goes in this episode. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he got backed into a corner and killed Theo Gallivan, you know. And that guy in the... 
parking garage. Yeah, yeah. When he was working for Penguin. But that that's a completely different thing than going out and seeking criminals oh, and dealing out justice, you know. Uh, Harvey isn't exactly all altruistic either, so it's not really just like a, ooh, he's bad thing. Right. But partnering with Jim has given him, I think, a little more faith in Law and Order than he had in season one, episode one. Oh, very much. But so I, I think the reason he's so reluctant to believe this about Barnes is if a straight arrow like Barnes can be corrupted, mm-hmm. then Jim can too. And maybe the whole system is unsalvageable and everything they're they're working towards is for nothing. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. What, what do you think? Um, I, I kind of like that. I think it's just the fact that he knows everybody's been corrupt, but they've been leaning so hard not in that direction um, in the past year or so since since the Jerome massacre of uh-huh. 2014 or whatever. <laughs> um, I think it's it's pretty – I don't know. I was there. The train was chugging. The train has jumped the track. <laughs> yes. I'm going to agree with your point. That's fair. Okay. Went over in the chat room <laughs> says, I like the idea of the captain's office being cursed. Kind of, oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of like the what, the dark arts teacher in Harry Potter. Oh, where yeah. That office is always cursed. You do not cursed. want to be the defense of the dark arts. Until the right man lands in it. And I think that man's going to be Jim Gordon. Uh, do you then? Yeah. yeah I, think, I think it's possible. Yeah, more coming on that. Uh, okay, so uh, before we get to that, though, you wanted to talk a little bit about everybody's favorite ship. Uh, everybody's uh, favorite ship, yes. The Nig- good shit ship, uh, Nigma Pop. Nigma Pot. Nigma Pot. Nigma Pot. On the good Nig-mo-pot. ship, Nigma Pot. There we go. Yeah, there we there go. There we go. I got it. So. Also, always be very careful when saying ship. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Loose lips sink ship. Um. No, I, I I just think that the ship may have sailed, unfortunately, on this ship. Um, mm. Now, hear me out. I know everybody loves Nick Mobblepot. I do as well. But the amazing depression and wallow fest that Ed throws himself, <laughs> into, himself into after Isabella's death is much more severe of a reaction even than when he, you know, accidentally killed Miss Kringle. Um, well, he did have other things to worry about then. He did have – but, I mean, he doesn't have other things to worry about now. I guess. I mean, he's the um, chief of staff of the mayor. Like, he's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically lost the love of his life now twice. So I wonder if he's ever going to let himself love again or be able to love again. And I think, you know, he right now just is, he wants to wallow a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't feel like Oswald wants to let him wallow. He's like, <laughs> you need to get up. You need to just keep moving and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Well, I if, put if, you in a painting. And <laughs> if he's sitting there wallowing, then he can't uh, accept Oswald's advances. Right, right. But he really needed to let him wallow a little bit. But <clears throat> I think the fact that even after finding evidence of, the, of it being a murder, um, he doesn't even suspect Penguin for a second. Mm-hmm. Shows that he doesn't think he's capable of it because he has no reason. Like, there's no reason that the Penguin would have been upset by his relationship with Isabella. So he's not even a suspect. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing wrong. We have this perfect relationship. Yeah, you're wrong, homie. Um, now, let's see, he may, maybe he caught our episode where we talked about the Penguin not really being able to love anyone in a romantic fashion. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed a little strange. Um, and, as, you know, as much as we want to see the ship happen, I just don't know if it's going to, especially if Ed finds out the truth about Penguin having Isabella camp. Yeah, well, some people in the chat room agree with you. Uh, Lone Wolf Pack says, uh, I think Nick Mobblepot was necessary to start the chain of events to give us a full-on cray-cray Riddler. Yeah. Uh, Where's Fish says Nick Mobblepot is over. History 
and uh, cause a commotion, says Nigma is about to snap. And uh, Wynn also says, and I agree, the painting was absolutely hilarious. Okay, see, I almost found it creepy. Like, if I was Ed, I wouldn't be like, oh, that was so sweet. I'd be like, you just put me in a painting. <laughs> like, I didn't pose for that. It's just like peeking out. <laughs> creeping so i just thought that was a little strange yes uh and not and not hugo strange either no unfortunately uh, but i i have some thoughts on dig Pot too but to first we we wanted to tell you guys a little bit about our patreon now if you don't know what patreon is i which by the way you can access it over at patreon.com slash universe box i it's kind of a way you can support us doing what we do as we as we come here to you live 8 30 p.m est on tuesday nights talking to you about gotham i it's uh-huh, gotham Hi! Oh no! Yeah, Gotham. Yeah, Gotham. Uh, but no, it's just a, a great way to help support us and ha- help uh, you know reimburse a little bit for the bandwidth, the time sink, and everything that uh, we we put into the show. And we love doing it, and we love being here for you. Right. Uh, but this is just a great way to say, hey, you guys are doing really good. Uh, you know, I'd like to throw you a couple of shekels. We like uh, shekels. Yeah, you can uh, give anywhere as low as a buck a month. Uh, anywhere up to, you know, 20 or 25 if you want to. If you like us that much, that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. And there are all sorts of little rewards that we give you. Uh, uh, the most important one of which is the $5 Star Patrons Club. Now, if you're a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club, we will read your name out in every episode of every podcast we do. For also, month. we will give you a painting of us with like, you right here in the background. Just real little in the background. We'll be right up front and center. But you'll be real small we'll be in the like, background. All prim and proper. And then we'll have like you in a clown suit. Uh, those of you giving, getting a painting this month are Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Max 79, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, Sage of Earth, Harry Steidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Catler, uh, Hope Molinax, uh, Karen Horlatcher, and Jessica Gonzalez. Uh, now, if you want to be a member of the Star Patrons Club, it's really super du- $5 Star Patrons Club. It's really easy. Just go over to Universe Box. Uh, pledge $5 a month, and uh, or you can go to legendsofgotham.com, and there's a PayPal donate yes. button. And if you give $5 we there, that as well. we'll add you to this list for a month as well. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember to think, think outside. outside. Okay, now the chat room's been pretty active while we've been, uh, have been. chilling ourselves. Uh, Lone Wolf uh, Pack 04 says, I thought he had a painting done of Ed and Isabella at first, not oh. putting that in the background like a creeper. That is and, hilarious. And King Tut says, and not the creeper. And uh, then uh, Where's Fish says, it was copied from a photograph. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, it was a pretty extreme moment on, on the old Gotham there. Okay, so, you know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about this, too. Uh, I, I kind of got the impression, does Ed actually think that Butch did it? Now, now Ed's smart. Mm-hmm. He's super cunning. He, he's always seen four steps ahead of everybody else. Right. Uh, now, making Penguin think he blames Butch to take out uh, the one man who could potentially come between him and his aspirations mm-hmm. is exactly the type of thing that Ed would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, like if he realized, oh, Oswald did it, and then he comes and sees the painting, and he's like, oh, Oswald has a thing for me. Oh, I can use this to my advantage. I could totally see him taking, taking, that, out, taking that weapon and pointing it at Butch before he, he you know, disarms it <laughs> later on okay, I could, this season. I could possibly see that. Yeah. I don't know, but didn't he come up with the Butch thing out in the field, if you will? Or what it was the first time we hear it in the house? 
I well, he says he knows who did it when he's talking with the blind okay. man, okay. and then he says it again when he gets there with Oswald, and then after he sees the painting, he's like, "I, I think Butch did it." Uh, and okay. I, okay. I mean, you know, some people might say, "No, he's this. This would be a crime of passion, him getting his revenge because he did have feelings for Isabella very much." But I, I don't think that means that he's going to let a golden opportunity go to waste after all the scheming he's already done. Right. I, uh, my prediction is that Ed's going to get his Penguin's Umbrella moment in a few episodes, uh, taking out Oswald and gaining control of the city somehow. Nice. And maybe since he's, you know, Penguin's uh, second in command, right. maybe if he can get Oswald out of the picture, he takes it the takes reins over. of Gotham City. Okay. Uh, but I also kind of thought, uh, does Pengy Pants actually want to get caught? Because he set Ed on the path to his discovery. He sent Ed... Like, he got Ed up out of bed and was like, you know, go say your goodbyes, you know. But Okay, but the thing is, I don't think Penguin is as smart as Ed mm-hmm. in that respect, especially in this situation, because uh, Pengy Pants is kind of blinded by his love for Ed. Yeah. So he's sending him to say his goodbyes to help him get over it and stop with the wallowing so he can move in on it. I don't <laughs> think he's sending him there thinking he's going to put it together. Well, I, I definitely I, – I, I completely agree with your first point on that. Yeah, I think I think he was just trying to get Ed up and at him so you know, they could make out or whatever. But uh, I, uh, I, I think that Oswald is sort of feeling guilty mm. underneath it all. And I think this is sort of like a self-destructed – destructive behavior like i feel so bad about this because i hurt this person i care about right and who who is literally the only person on earth who's there for me now and uh he feels so bad about it that he kind of sets himself up for failure he points that in the direction of finding out that he did it Mm. and i also i also think that's probably part of the reason he put ed in the painting is because of his guilt because of it i think i think we might actually be seeing oswald feel remorse for the first time ever as a character which it would be a pretty That's a significant pretty big thing because i i mean up until this point minus the feeling uh, romantic feelings towards ed mm-hmm. we haven't seen a lot of character growth in penguin this season right i mean he's pretty much been the same old pengy pants uh so i i think this could be a pathway that this guilty feeling could maybe kind of even him out a little bit from the mad murderer who steals sandwiches you know to to Mm, maybe more like just the very put together businessman we see you know in the batman comic books interesting uh let's see over in the chat room uh what do we have over here motion believes that he is setting oswald up giving him enough rope to do it himself uh, where's Fish's strong possibility that Ed is playing Oswald? Ed is cheap and gave the blind man a nickel. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um, Lone Wolf Pack says, I think Ed knows about Penguin's involvement, but he likes riddles and mind tricks, so he's playing with Penguin by making him think he's in the clear. Okay, see, these are good things. Mm-hmm. These are things. Now there's a lot of questions about who's the assistant mayor. And Wynn um, says, whatever the reasons, sending Ed to the death scene was a blunder. Yes. It was quite the Pinky Pants blunder. It was quite sure. the blunder of the Peggy Pants. Cool. Okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the, the title character of the episode, The Executioner, the executioner. A.K. Barnes. Um, I, just, I just really have enjoyed and appreciated his characteristic changes over the past couple episodes. And I wanted to point it out because they were way more subtle, but they were still – they were subtle but prominent, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, in this episode. So – you know, the last, like, two or three since he got the blood in the eye, that one drop ruined his life. <laughs> um, you know, he, he does these little Hulk out moments where, you know, he squeezes the chair and, you know, the face changes. 
But in this episode, it was much more subtle and almost calculated. Mm-hmm. And sorry, my shirt's in the way. Um, and it was just crazy how you could see and hear. It was really in the talking with Jim mm-hmm. that got me uh, because he was talking to him, talking to him. And like Jim knows something's up, but Barnes is trying to like play it cool. And then he would his voice just like changed. Yeah. And he sort of became a new personality. And, and that's when the executioner came out versus mm-hmm. Barnes. And I don't know. I just thought it was very pretty. Yes. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was definitely an interesting uh, sort, sort of scenario here. I, I'm trying to find it in my notes here because over in the chat room uh, where it's fish says, was it penguins idea? I don't think so. I, I, I'm trying to find, cause there was a specific line I wrote down here. A uh, healing it, it, penguin says healing is about moving on. And he encourages Ed to kind of go say his goodbyes and mm-hmm. move on, which is what sends him to the train tracks mm-hmm. and what reveals uh, the truth of the situation. So, and I feel like he looked surprised when Ed said he was going to go to the train tracks. Mm-hmm. So I think he just wanted him to, I don't know, go to the house or do, you know, have a special coffee yeah. or something. I don't <laughs> think he necessarily was like, go investigate the crime. Mm-hmm. So. But I, you know, speaking of, you know, Jim and Barnes and that whole thing, yeah. uh, I, I thought it was interesting that Jim has swung hard back around to its season one position uh, that vigilante actions are ultimately corruptible and the law is there as a check and balance. Uh, now, Barnes provides uh, several reasons why Gotham needs a vigilante. And if his methods were a bit humane, he'd almost sound like Batman himself. I yep. mean, because th- these are a lot of the same arguments that Batman offers a Commissioner Gordon when he shows up on the scene. Uh, y- you know that uh, these crooks can find their way around the law, so you need someone like me. Who's around the law. Yeah, who, who can go around the law as well and get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, then he goes and hangs people. Uh, yeah, th- that, was, that was tragic. Yeah, so it's interesting to see Jim sort of like reset to this position he held very firmly in the first few episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. I, now, with his newfound conviction, uh, it's put to the test by Barnes, who sees Jim as somebody who's capable of joining him in this new uh, Judge Dredd-esque quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even tests him at the end, forcing Jim to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, he shoots Barnes to disable him so the system can deal with him instead of Jim having to like be judge, jury, and executioner. Right. Uh, for Captain Barnes. Now, I think the whole arc was intended to show Jim that even a straight arrow like Barnes can lose faith in the system and that the system has weaknesses that a vigilante can sidestep. Maybe a more altruistic vigilante would do a bit better with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, per- perhaps with uh, better methods himself, maybe uh, Jim would have been more accepting if Barnes had had better methods. I'm sure he would have been. Uh, so so I, I, I think it's kind of laying the groundwork for Jim, even though he's kind of anti-vigilante again, to kind of be accepting of a vigilante who does it the right way, the I, bat I think way. He, yeah, he would, he would be accepting of the bat way. Of the bat way. Okay, uh, so uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Selena's house, I think? I do. So I have questions about things that are going on in Selena's pad. So has she been keeping a box of memories um, <laughs> since the night of the Wayne murders? It's her hope chest. Right? Like, it was yeah. a little strange and that she had it hidden behind the bricks and all that. Or, and I like this one better, though, the, though it being her hope chest is probably more promising, <laughs> that this is Bruce's research since he promised the Owl Lady and a little bit Alfred mm-hmm. that he'd like 
chill the out. Oh, so maybe he was hiding it there. He's hiding it there. She knows about it because they're dating, whether she wants to admit it in public or not. (laughs) And maybe he was hiding his research there because they're never going to look in the street kid's crash pad. Mm -hmm. Of course, now the owl lady is going to know everything about it. But that's the thing. Like, they both make sense. Yeah. Either way, though, the court has it now and the bat and the cat are up a creek without a paddle. (laughs) So. Very true. Very true. I I I I did enjoy kind of, kind of the uh, the awkwardness of are we dating? Aren't we dating? Oh, sort of yeah. thing. I and, and not to harp too much on it, but we used to do a podcast about a show called Once Upon a Time. That was they're dealing, still playing. Are we dating? Aren't we dating? But yeah, they were dealing with the exact same kind of plot line between two teenage characters uh, in this week's episode. So I, yeah. I, I thought of it was because I, I when we used to do uh, both do do a podcast for both of them, we would often see uh, sort of parallel stories uh, finding finding their way into both shows and so like conspiracy boards and things like oh, that. The conspiracy boards. So, so I thought I thought it was just interesting to see that again for sure. Uh, so I, okay. I wanted to, to just mention here. I, I don't know if people remember, uh, but I have a thing with eyes. I have a huge, huge thing with eyes. I, and the eye injury counter on Gotham is normally checked off every episode. We've had several episodes now where it, it's been, it's been free and clear, but unfortunately, due to the dealer's arrow in the eye, our eye injury counter has been reset. <laughs> Zero days since somebody in Gotham has had something happen to their eye. Gross, guys. Come on. I think Gotham I was just getting comfortable. Writers. I was like, I never have to worry about closing my eyes while I'm watching the show. I really think they do it for you. <laughs> I really think they do it for you now. Like, when I saw that promo co- picture, I was like, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Gotham TV Thanks. writers. Oh, Gotham. But I, I just wanted to point out just a little bit of trivia. Uh, the guys uh, who were hunting uh, Ivy down the entire episode appear to be uh, actual comic book characters called the Whisper Gang, mm. uh, who each wear a muscle, muzzle across their face to prove that they'll never snitch. They're like, uh, okay. They're like an underground Ukrainian gang who operates in Gotham City, kind of like the Yakuza or something like that. And they're also featured in the Court of Owls storyline from the comic books. They weren't oh. connected to the court. But, but they were there. But a court member uh, sort of led them to Batman. And I think the Batcave. I, 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 I looked up some scans before we did this episode, uh, yeah. which this still I'm showing on the YouTube version uh, is from. But I didn't get a chance to reread the whole comic book. But uh, yeah, and I, th- I believe they also first appeared in the 1940s, if I remember correctly. Nice. Uh, so just a little trivia there. Uh, let's see. Over in the chat room. <laughs> Where's Fish says, the eyes have it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lone Pack uh, or Lone Wolf Pack 04 says, Bruce, you don't tell your girlfriend's best friend that she looks nice. It is just not the time. No, no, yeah. never. No, never is the time. He is not smooth Bruce Wayne yet. No. Uh, we still have a when ways does that to go. happen? Because that's going to be a while. I know, he's, he's on his journey to becoming the bat and the smooth Bruce Wayne. I actually, like the point where he seemed to s- sort of start going, that was like, when Selena's like, well, where do we go? Because they've, you know, they've turned my place. He's like, we'll go to my house. Puts the thing, the necklace in his pocket, steps over the dead body, and out he goes, hands in pockets. I was like, <laughs> okay, he's got his like 
his swagger, if you will, in there. Okay, uh, so you wanted to wrap up with a point. All right, right? I'm wrapping up with a point. So who do we think is going to be next to take the cursed office? It does. It wouldn't make sense for them to bump Jim up after everything that's happened in the past few years. Yet, like mm-hmm. he's really been back on the force for a week, so <laughs> it seems a little weird to bump him up to the captain. Yeah, a week's a little short term for a uh, pay a upgrade. Week, like a week that. is a little bit short, even though he has the history um, and all that. But he does meet, need move towards that path. Mm-hmm. So there's that. You know, is it going to be Harvey? I doubt it because Harvey doesn't seem like the type. He kind of Harvey did, did kind of step into that role though while Barnes was uh, on his hospital bed, right? And he also stepped up to it this week. Yeah, you know, he, he they respect um, not Barnes Harvey, but I just don't know if he wants to do it in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, maybe I saw somebody speculate Alvarez. <laughs> no, the man has a full-time job. He cannot be the captain. Alvarez was pretty prominent in this week's episode, You know, though. the past couple weeks we've had a little bit more Alvarez. Maybe yeah. he took some vacation time <laughs> from his actual cop job. From his other job. <laughs> I, ca- so, I still kind of think it's going to be Jim. Do you? I yeah. mean, I'm, I think it's going to be Jim. It Eventually, just, for sure. Well, I mean, of course. But I just feel like it's like... How are you going to validate that to the other guys in the GCPD? Yeah. Oh, he just came back after being crazy and being in Arkham or not Arkham Blackgate for <laughs> six months or whatever, and then being on the run and being a vigilante and uh, his mm-hmm. ex fiance is marrying Falcone. But whatevs. I like King Tut's suggestion in the chat room. Could we <laughs> see Renee come back or Yindel? I, I, Renee Montoya would be awesome. Um, yes, please. To swing in there. What's a Yindle? Yindle, um... I need some... I, need I feel like I know... Yeah, King Tut, uh, please clarify for us. Really? We have faulty memories. We're really bad. Uh, Strange did not give us our whole stories back after he revived us, unfortunately. Not at all. Not at all. But yeah, basically, whoever it is has quite the task on their hands. Yeah, and I, I, I will say, say too, that... Uh, King Tut also asked, are we on the road to Jim being a homewrecker in regards to Lee's current relationship? Oh, no. undoubt- undoubtedly. No. Undoubtedly. Nope. Nope. Completely doubtedly. Is that informed by our news story coming up in just a minute? Slightly, but also it's been my hopes and dreams. Uh- <laughs> uh, Wynn also brings up a good, good point. Does the mayor appoint the captain? Pengy's uh, pick could be interesting. Oh, Pengy's picking Jim. Well, I don't know. They've been kind of on the outs for a while now. Yeah, but I th- – oh, Dark Knight Returns. Okay. I haven't seen that one. Mm, don't, but, don't throw things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, Pengy isn't quite as enamored of Jim as he used to be. No, sure. he's not. But of everybody he, on the force, mm-hmm. it's still his best option probably. Probably. That we know of. Yeah. Okay, well, now it, the time has come for us to rate this episode using a completely arbitrary thing I make up on the spot. Okay, so out of three hang crooks, how many hang crooks do you give this episode, Anne-Marie? And you guys in the chat room can feel free to weigh in, too. Two and a toe. Two, two and, and a toe. toe. It just sounded good. Why? <laughs> um, no, it, I mean, it was a really good episode, but like we said, it felt very disconnected. It definitely wasn't a three. Mm-hmm. It, it felt middle of the road, and it needed... They're obviously gearing up for something because we have two episodes left before the mini break, mm-hmm. before the small series. Like, there's two episodes left. I think this was giving us a minute to catch our breath. And then they're going to come out literal guns blazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like literal it, guns blazing and possibly it'll ha 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 Because if, ha- if we haven't addressed it, uh, basically what they're doing is they're going to finish this up. Then they're going to take a little break. They're going to come back in January for a few episodes. And then they're going to take another break. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're going to come back for the last, what, eight or nine. Nine. 
So, so uh, it, it's kind of an interesting way to go about it. I let's see if it works out for them. Okay, let's see. Uh, over in the chat room, King Tuck gives it two two and a quarter. Hane Crooks, uh, where's Fish gives it two. Hane Crooks could have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I I agree with uh, where's Fish. I, I'm I'm going to say that. Uh, oh, and when uh, who also well, gives when it you two give us crooks. only three to choose from. I know, I know. I, it was it was in, relevant. It but was still. intentionally small. It was intentionally small this week. But I, I definitely, uh, I, 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 I feel like it could have been better. I feel like the mm. barn stuff, for as much as they built it up, was probably the least interesting part of the episode. But I still enjoyed it, and I really love that. Uh, the what we used in our poster uh, for this week's episode, the last scene and like going down through all the vents and everything, and Arkham with him screaming. And I'm sure he'll be back too. Yep, that's crazy to have him screaming in the sirens. Yeah, and Lone Wolf Pack gives it 2.4 Hane Crooks overall. Hane Crooks. Okay, well, I guess that about does it uh, for this week. I, now, on to the news. <laughs> news. First up, the ratings. Gotham held steady at 1.2 for Fox. Unfortunately, last week, because we recorded oh, so yeah, early in the have... day, we didn't have the ratings, but it was a season high for the season. Of course it was. So, of course, the episode where we record early and we didn't actually have the one bit of news we always have, mm-hmm. there was news. Yeah. So season high last week and it kept steady. That's good because the week before it had been at a season Brr. low. Might have uh, been a series. But that been. was for – it was on Halloween too, which yeah, is that was kind just, of be expected. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, next week though, we have Time Bomb coming up. So why don't we go ahead and watch the trailer for that and see if we can glean anything from it. Okay, Babs is back. Putting put a gun on Penguin. Looks Woo-hoo. like a – Butch and Tabby are being held captive by Ed. Yes. Uh, some motorcycle. That was the hospital. That was yeah. Mario. Uh, the Talon is back, killing somebody in Falcone. And it seems There's like the Fal- owl. Alki, Alki. Falcone and Bruce Wayne are kind of working together. Falcone's warning him off the owls. And oh. Falcone's kind of kind of rough and tumble again uh so the the don falcone is definitely definitely back i've missed falcone definitely he's my favorite don it looks really good though uh but it's nice to see a season one character return but we might be getting a season one character leaving soon because uh uh, what's that morana uh baccarina morena baccarina uh morena baccarina Lee, Lee Tompkins. Lee's got a new show. Yeah, they're developing a legal drama for her over at NBC. So I, I would assume that means if if they're developing a new show for her, she's probably not going to be sticking around too much longer. I have thoughts on that. You, what, what are your thoughts? Well, it could be probably, possibly her relationship with the lead character of the Gotham. I mean, it could be. I No, I honestly think it, whether it was her putting in place or the, mm-hmm. the, the higher-ups putting in place place um you know maybe there were some sort of issues and maybe they worked it in like she's like you know what separate let's separate for i I mean we can definitely speculate about that but it's hard to say unless you're there it's absolutely hard to say but uh, i i think that it had something to do with that a variety does note that while the series is an early development if it did get picked up to series that she would still appear on gotham just as a reoccurring character instead of a main character like she is Mm -hmm. now so, but it, you said that's for NBC? Yeah, it's for okay. NBC. So so she might pop back in every once in a while, which I'm is sure good because, will. I mean, Lee Tompkins is very tied into the Batman mythos, specifically mm-hmm. young Bruce Wayne's journey. So it would be a shame to lose her. Uh, okay, and last but not least, we have a little petition we want to talk about. Amber, yes. you want to talk about this? Okay, so 
Yeah, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, we got an email. Of course, I don't have pulled up right in front of me. Um, refer from a listener who um, has been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, and mm-hmm. so she's like, you know what? I don't really know how long these things are, <laughs> how long I'm going to last, what my prognosis is going to be. And her friend actually played the character um, that we called out as being Chief O'Hara. Yeah, if you remember back one. in season one, there was a cop right. that looked a lot like Chief O'Hara. His, yes. his her name, name is Kim Laurie, by the way. Yeah, and the actor's name is Frank uh, Stellato. Frank Stellato. And they were really excited about our video. And she is starting a petition for for um, Hugo – or not Hugo. For Gotham TV writers and all that, and Bruno Heller to bring him back as Chief O'Hara, as Chief O'Hara for a couple episodes, just for a little stint, it you know, just a little thing to make her happy. So we wanted to push that. Um, we'll obviously have the link in the show notes. We'll be tweeting it out a little bit over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's over there in the chat room it's, too. If you want to take like two seconds and it, sign it, yeah, it would it mean a, the world. It to really her. would mean the world to her, and you know that means the world to us because we love being able to do little. This is a little thing we can do to help someone mm-hmm. and that's a really cool thing to be able to do as a podcaster oh definitely definitely so. okay uh, you, what, another cool thing to do as a podcaster yeah. is to hear what you guys thought about this week's episode of Gotham as always when you get done watching Time Bomb next week uh, go ahead and throw a glass of water on it to put out the Time Bomb Totes. and uh, then run over to your computer email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com tweet us at legendsofgotham the Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. Mm-hmm. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And first up, we have Jacob. Take it away, Jacob. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Jacob. Hi, uh, Jacob. Here are my thoughts uh, about Episode 9, The Executioner. First off, the uh, thing with uh, Ivy and stealing that necklace from uh, the, the guy who's connected with the Court of Owls. It turns mm-hmm. out to be connected with the Court of Owls. I thought that was pretty pretty good. Uh, what I got out of that is Ivy is dumb as a bag of dorn, <laughs> which is different from uh, the from her character in the comic book and the, the movie and the, and an animated character. They always portray her as a, a smart scientist, but so this version is very different. Um, and now I'm excited because we're going to see the Court, of, uh, the Court of Owls. I don't know what that key is all about. Now, Barnes, I was surprised very much uh, how they accelerated that plot with Barnes trying to recruit uh, Jim, which I saw right away, uh, even before Gordon did. That the whole thing with him riding in the car and taking him to Sugar was an effort to recruit him, which I, I like the way that panned out, uh, how Lee helped out that end. Um, and then the third thing was... Uh, uh, I didn't think that um, that she would die in that crash, uh, Isabella. But uh, I, yeah, I a, a lot of people didn't. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't think she was going to end up dying. No, I well, I still don't think we've heard the last of her. Um, I was talking to my dad this week, and I was like, "No, we don't know her deal yet. <laughs> she was too perfect. There's just no way that she was just there. Mm-hmm. No way. All right, uh, as you do." Uh, how Ed figured it, you know, figured it out, and um, how I like the fact that he blamed Butch. Now that they're going to go after, and we're going to see Butch and Tabitha uh, next week, pretty soon. I, I'm wondering if they've been up. So all in all, I thought it was a really good episode. I would give it out of 150 guilty. 
pronouncement. I give it uh, 145. Is good. Uh, and just like uh, Anne Marie, I'm wondering where um, where uh, you go or uh, Professor Strange and uh, uh, what's her name? I've already forgotten. Yeah, uh, 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 Jada Pinkett. Uh, see, she's been out so long. I've already forgotten her. Just like the person in the chat room. Where's Fish? Her character's name. But I wonder where, where they are and what they do. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the podcast. Goodbye. Thank you very much, Jacob. I uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, you know, Jacob wrote in right after he sent that voicemail. Uh, he says, one thing I forgot to mention in my voicemail is the foreshadowing at the end that Jim will soon be promoted to captain. Mm-hmm. At the time I was watching it, I predicted that it may happen as soon as next week. Definitely this season. Mm-hmm. Who else could it be? Harvey? I I don't really believe that Harvey wants the job. He will be paired up with Alvarez again, and that might be good for laughs. Uh, Don't we need a little more Alvarez? Absolutely. I think we all need a little more Alvarez in our life. Totally. Okay, uh, next up is Carlos. Carlos Carlos says, hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Carlos, and for the past few weeks, the episodes have just been getting better and better. And I like the direction uh, on where they're going with their plots. I feel so bad for Barnes. He was just trying to bring justice and keeping uh, the citizens of Gotham while maintaining the respect of the law. Mm -hmm. However, I can't help but wonder, with him talking about how he was suppressing his real urge of delivering justice, was that the Alice's blood talking or was that how he really felt? I think... Mm. uh, I think it was feel like it was a mixture of both. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, – and we kind of talked about this last week that, uh, you know, this is an urge he had inside of him. Mm-hmm. And Alice's blood kind of brought it to the forefront. And he beat the madness by kind of accepting right. it and accepting the role of it. Uh, Carlos goes on, I'm glad that Gordon was able to find his way towards the light again. And now he is ready to right the wrongs of what he has committed in the past and to make uh, and to make Gotham a much safer place. Ivy has some, uh, made some big trouble for Selena and Bruce, not only for her robbing the necklace, which, by the way, she might be very smart in utilizing the potential implants, but is completely dumb at everything. Oh, uh, sorry. Let me rephrase this. Uh, she may be smart in utilizing the potential implants. But it's completely dumb at everything else. I mean, seriously, even I would have told a higher price than what she offered. But anyway, yeah, uh, they have started to open Pandora's box, which is going to lead them straight to the Court of Owls. I, I will end this email with a couple of questions for you guys. Yes, please. First of all, how long do you think Edward is going to take before he finds out that it was Penguin that killed Isabella? Before Christmas. Yeah, I'd definitely say before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And do you think there is going to be an all-out battle between Cobblepot, Enigma, Butch, the Court of Owls? the cops and bruce wayne i would like to hear your thoughts and until next time take good care of yourselves that would that would be excellent and you know what the person who's going to come out on top of that jerome Mm -hmm. and he wasn't even mentioned in that battle he's just going to come in and go take them all out i definitely feel like if nothing else i don't know if we're going to get that major showdown but i definitely feel that if nothing else we're going to get bruce going up against his first supervillain and winning cuz we've seen him go yeah. up against common crooks and get away mm-hmm. but we haven't seen him victorious i think we're going to see him victorious against a supervillain this yes. season that's my prediction and uh, you want to wrap up with sure. this letter from mike this last one hey bill and Anne-Marie, long time greetings from storybook listener our I'm- once upon a time oh, podcast right. I now never, in new hands. I never live chatted, but I always I was always there in spirit. I was super bummed when you guys folded, but I totally get it. Season five was a drag. I went into season six having decided to not think too much about anything, and I found it to be surprisingly fun so far, especially last episode. Have you guys been watching? And if so, what do you think? Hope you're well, Mike. 
Now, now uh, Mike sent this to our Legends uh, he account. He sent it to our Legends account. About which is why readings. we're addressing it on this show. But uh, we figured we'd give you maybe each give you a one sentence or two sentence kind of little review of Once Upon a Time. Uh, Amory, you want to go first? I keep trying, but I keep falling asleep. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not the show that reeled me in which yeah. is why we backed out yeah and i and passed I, it off i would agree while i found some aspects enjoyable some aspects mm-hmm. very enjoyable i i also feel that uh the problems that were there that made us leave podcasting about the show to begin with are still there mm-hmm. and i i'm happy sometimes i don't have to watch the episode twice i'm extremely happy I don't but if you're still enjoying it mike awesome Good for and you. You'll be glad to know that we have new people in charge of the podcast now. If you remember Bobby from Bradington, uh, Liz and Tony, who were all guests on the show, mm-hmm. uh, they've taken over the show and they're kind of making it their own. They're releasing a new episode every Monday night, just like we used to, right after Gotham, in fact. Yes. Uh, which you can check check at uh, greetingsomestorybrook.com. You can catch the live episodes at live.universebox.com as you can catch the live episodes here. Uh, but, you know, we'd love to hear what you guys think about Time Bomb next week. Boom. Uh, if you want to email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com, Twitter at Legends of Gotham, the Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham, and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274- 2352. Now, I, I do have to say that we do record our entertainment news show, Universe Box, here in about half an hour at 10 p.m. EST Tuesday and Thursday nights at live.universebox.com. If you're Please in chat, join us. if you're in chat, I recommend you stick around. It's a good time. If you, if you enjoy what we do, it's more the same. Uh, it's maybe, more the same, just less Gotham. It may be a little bit goofier if you can believe it. It does. Uh, so, you know, stay in there. I'll let you know when to refresh the page once I get the video swapped out and everything. But, uh, Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you would go to, over to iTunes and get, leave us a little review. <laughs> oh, definitely. We, we can always use we a only, review. No, yeah. We, it, it, it's been a while. Yeah, and, and we'll read it on the show, which is always fun, too. Oh, yeah, we do. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meekspot. Uh, you can follow all of the <laughs> podcast we do at universebox.com and uh, you know what you can pick up my my superhero adventure series dog boy adventures at dogboyadventures.com uh, we want to thank all you chatters for coming out uh tuesday nights 8 30 p.m est at live.universebox.com we will be back next week talking about time bomb it's going to be da bomb so oh. t- <laughs> no it is oh are you saying it's not going to be da bomb no i'm saying you're not da bomb oh Join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. I'm kidding. You are the bomb. <gasps> I am? You were the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Awesome. I wasn't in Phantoms, though. Wrong guy. Guilty. Guilty. Don't you wish your girlfriend was a yeah, freak I was like me? Yeah, starting to think all that too. Cool.